Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. Today I am interviewing Meredith Bernard. She is from Milton, North Carolina. Meredith is also known as This Farm Wife over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Seriously, this woman is a lot of places sharing her story in agriculture, and I am so happy that she is on today's show. I think I secretly wish I had her North Carolina accent. But before we get to today's episode, we are going to go over the review of the week. The review of the week comes from Canada CC via Apple podcast with a five-star rating. And the review says, I love this podcast. My great-grandparents on my mom's side of the family were Canadian ranchers and farmers. I am an urban homesteader who is looking towards buying a rural homestead in BC. I love hearing from women who are in farming, ranching, and homesteading. You ladies inspire me. Well, thank you so much for your wonderful review and rating of the Rural Woman podcast. And I would encourage you, if you're also enjoying the show, head on over to wherever you listen to the Rural Woman podcast and leave a rating and review and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I also want to give a special shout out to Leyland, Shyla, Kelsey, and Shannon for signing up to be patrons of the Rural Woman podcast. With their generosity, I am now 51% of my way of reaching my first goal over on Patreon, which is so exciting. Once I hit my first milestone, I'll be drawing for a free Deep Roots, the Rural Woman podcast t-shirt. So you ladies will definitely be entered into that draw. If you are interested in finding out more about how to become a Patreon and support the Rural Woman podcast, you can head over to wildrosefarmer.com and I will make sure to put that link in the show notes. And now let's get to today's episode with my Southern soul sister, Meredith. Hey, Meredith, how are you? Hey, Caitlin, how are you doing? I am doing so good. Thank you so much for joining me on the Rural Woman podcast today. I'm like fangirling. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, don't be silly. Fangirling. I'm excited to be. <laughs> yes. Thank you for trusting me with your audience. <laughs> of course. I don't know how I could trust anybody else. Like, you're like everybody's mom on Instagram, no. Meredith. No, 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 no. It's a fun place, though. I love it. For sure. So for my listeners who may be unfamiliar with who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and where you're from. Okay, so Meredith Bernard. I now live in a little town called Milton, North Carolina. We are right on the north central border of Virginia. So we can throw a stone across the road and that's Virginia. <laughs> so we're literally on the state line. But I grew up about less than two hours from here in a town called New Hill. It was the country. I call it was the one, not even a stoplight, a stop sign, one stop sign town. <laughs> and about 20 miles outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, our capital city. So we were close to city life, but we lived in the country. I did not grow up on a farm, but both of my parents were. I would say indirectly related to agriculture. They both worked at North Carolina State University. So that's what we call down in the States, the land grant university. And if you're familiar with that 
term, but so it's like an ag-based college. And my mom worked for our cooperative extension service, and my dad worked in horticulture research. He was a, a weed science technician. So I was always kind of around agriculture and that kind of world, but was not directly involved in farming. I married into that. <laughs> So you said that you grew up and you weren't part of agriculture. Did you, when you were a little girl, did you ever think you were going to grow up and be on a farm or was there something else that you thought you would like to be doing instead? Well, no, I don't know. I don't really remember having a whole lot of big aspirations, which sounds terrible. I mean, when I was really little, I wanted to be a singer, but I wasn't given the gift of singing. (laughs) um, That didn't pan out. And then really when I got in high school, I made some friends that had horses and I got into like riding, horseback riding, not on a competitive level or anything, just trail riding. And then I also had an infatuation with all things cowboy and Texas. Like when I was 16, I I ordered the Texas state, what do you call it? Like the book for the state that would show like a visitor guide type thing. And I did the pages and was like, well, I just want to live here one day and marry a cowboy and <laughs> on a big ranch. And I kind of sort of did that in a roundabout way, but that's not in Texas. So then I didn't, I wasn't sure what I was going to do as far as college. I wanted to go to NC State because that's basically, I was raised on that camp. And I had a friend that was a year older than me that went into the animal science program there. And I learned that they had a horse program and you could work in it and you could even potentially live there. And it just, you know, I just saw stars and I was like, this is what I want to do. I had no idea of what I was going to actually do with the degree, but I knew I wanted to go do that. So that's what I did. And I loved it. And it was an amazing experience. And I uh I got to take trips. I got to go out west for the, and we went to Colorado, and I went to Texas with the block and bridle, you know, the animal science club, we called it. So I did all that. I worked at the horse unit, and I worked uh, with the extension commodity horse program. I did lots of fun things, and then it came time to graduate, <laughs> and I wasn't, I was going to, there, we have a huge, we have a huge poultry and swine businesses in North Carolina. So a lot of the people in my degree were going and taking those kind of jobs or they were on track to go to vet school. And that was never something I aspired to do. So I decided that I was going to teach ag, be an ag ed teacher. I went directly from my undergrad and got my two-year, my master's degree in ag education, which was fun too. I loved, I loved that program. And then I student taught for six months and realized that that was not exactly what I wanted to do. (laughs) So I had to regroup and ended up finding a sales job, which I thought I would never want to do because I had a certain view in my head of what sales meant. You know, I thought pushy salespeople and stuff like that. And it ended up being a great fit for me. I worked for a small feed company. I sold a duck and horse and cattle and dog food for a smaller regional company and or statewide company and then I within two years I moved over to another larger regional eastern U.S. based company and I did that for 10 years and loved it so that was my former life and, and then I had children and ended up on the farm and decided that I do something different I've been 
quitting that world and coming home and raising my kids here on the farm, being and taking more of a role on the. So that's how I got where I am right now. That's how you are this farm wife. And that's how we know are now. So that's all great background information and lots of it I didn't know about you. So it's good to get to know more about you. Meredith, what is your role on your farm or ranch? Okay, well, there's many hats. I figured I literally wear many hats. <laughs> so, of course, as a, I'm a farm wife. That's what I call myself online. Farm wife, I'm a mom to two. So we have two children, Wesley, who is 10, who will live next month, and then my daughter, Austin. She was named after my mom. My mom passed away, and I, I named her my mom's maiden name. A lot of people wonder where that came from. And she's eight. So my mom says to you, I homeschool. When I quit my corporate job, we decided that that was going to be the best choice for our family. We just take it a year at a time, but it works good for us right now. So I homeschool them, and I'm just your typical farm wife, I guess, to go for driver, farm over. I'm the official hay raker on the farm. It's just me and my husband and our children. So there's no, we have no other hired help. So it's us and 100, around 110 mama cows. We, um, we have and a handful of horses that are basically just pasture ornaments right now. And I used to ride before I had children, but that kind of changed. Got to get back into that. Uh, little feeder. Bottle, calf bottle feeder, you know, just a little bit of this and a little bit of that, whatever needs doing and helping with. And I think my role has really kind of expanded in the last few years. I've, I've wanted to take more of a role on the farm to enjoy it. And my husband is fairly patient with me <laughs> and teaching me things and, and letting me do more and try more. So, yeah, a little bit of, little bit of everything. So if you could describe or typical day to us, what would it look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question because I feel like no day is the same. <laughs> it's probably the only thing that's exactly it was typically like over a cup of coffee with my husband, watching a few minutes of the news before we head out. Right now, we just feed through winter, bear cows through the winter. We fall calves, so then we wean and sell out in the spring and early summer. But we also raise up about Ten or twelve calves a year out for freezer beef we sell off the farm, and so we're still having to feed. We're we're feeding every morning that cow, and and then it's just a matter of what needs to be done that day. So we're getting ready to get back in the hay, so that'll that'll be something. And now that it's summer, typically I would come back home and we would do school for as long as that takes, which is usually four hours or so, and then move on to the next thing. So every day, every day is kind of different. And I've learned that you just, there really is people, you know, people want to talk about balance. And I don't, I just I have to try to find balance in the imbalance. <laughs> one day it's going to be one thing that takes more of my time. And one day it's going to be another. I do some freelance writing. I do some photography. And so it just depends on what, you know, deadlines I have to meet and, and what's going on as to what I have to do and get done that day. And I then really, feed the people. You so. feed the people very well. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to. We try to have at least one good solid day. I do enjoy cooking and I've enjoyed sharing some of that online. I'm a very imperfect 
Very imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. I've said that I, before. I really like that. And I like what you said about finding the balance in the imbalance. I think that's such an important thing for not only farm wives, but farmers and everybody. Like it is the biggest thing everybody's trying to achieve this balance in their life. And I don't personally know if I've found it. And I don't know if I ever will. I really like that saying, finding the balance in the imbalance. Yeah, I just think it sums it up. (laughs) I I just don't know that a true balance exists for any of us. And trying, you know, we can just, you'd be like a hamster on the wheel trying to find that we actually can't, isn't necessarily attainable. So we just do the best with what we've got to work with and make the best of it, you know? Absolutely. Hey, all we'll get right back to our episode after a word from our sponsor. Nestled in the tree-filled mountains by Kootenai Lake in Nelson, British Columbia, KL Skin Naturals was founded in 2013 by owner Leah. KL Skin Naturals is known for their award-winning natural deodorant that I have personally been using since early 2017, and I can tell you from personal experience, it passes the farming test. You know what I'm talking about. I feel good knowing that the deodorant that I'm using is free from harsh chemicals and scents. All of their products are produced by hand from the very first measure to the very last label. Each recipe was worked, researched, perfected, and tested on family and friends who all agree that there's something unique to be offered in the effective products that Leah is making. Listeners of the Rural Woman podcast can save 10% off their order with promo code WILDROSE10. So head on over to klskindeodorant.com to choose from their wide selection of clean scented natural deodorants, plus other natural skincare products such as fresh aloe skin cream, foot butters, and more. And now back to our episode. So we've skirted around the fact of you sharing your story online. So I found you online actually when I was trying to become a farm wife. And I found your website and all of your wonderful blogs and everything. And it was so helpful to me. So I kind of knew you before I knew, which might be a little weird, but. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> tell no, us, I mean, it's great. Tell us how you decided to start sharing your story on social media. So when I quit my corporate job, I had a little more time to, well, I say I had more time. I don't know if I'm like I'm busier now than I was <laughs> But I had time to reflect and breathe a little and really find some passions that I didn't know I even had. I had never written before. I'd never taken photography seriously. But when I quit my job, I started doing both of those more seriously. And one day, one Sunday, actually, I I came home from church and I don't know, I just felt this strong urge to write something. (laughs) And so I got online and I looked up WordPress blogs and I just you know I started a blog just a little free template blog and I started writing and and one thing just kind of led to another I realized that it was something that I really enjoyed and the more that I shared it seemed like more people related to and the more I shared farm life and relating our life to just life in general because I think there's there are so many lessons that I've learned from the farm that I can take and use, you know, and through motherhood and all of that. And so the more I share, the more people see late and enjoy that. So I just kept doing it. And then, you know, found different outlets through not just Facebook, but Instagram and Twitter. I found the ad Twitter world and got on there and met a lot of people and attacks and 
and found some opportunities through there that I would have never had or known about either. And then one thing led to another and I had a crazy idea to start video in my life and putting it on YouTube and that's a whole different world. But every every platform has its audience and in a different way to share and I I enjoy all of it, honestly. Well, and I enjoy that you are sharing and I love your tagline, sharing my reel, because maybe you can relate. And I just think it's, I just love it. It makes my heart warm when I see that because I'm like, that's Meredith. You just share your reel, whether it's good, bad or ugly. And we all just really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Kind of, That's my biggest thing is I just, I want everyone to realize that we're all in this thing together whether we're farming or we're not, or we're mothers or, you know, just women, people. <laughs> like we all, yes, we all come from backgrounds and we all have different different stories, but we all have a story and everybody's story matters. And I think the more we share, the more we realize how much we all relate to one another. You know, we're human and we all experience the same emotions and struggles. And I just think it's good to be able to share a real and realize that, we are very much alike and we all have, we all have a story worth sharing. That's just really what I want people to know. (laughs) Absolutely. I think some of the biggest benefits of sharing your story has brought to your life. Well, I think it kind of just goes back to what I said just right there is that helping others, you know, realize that they're not, um, and what they're going through and their, and their story and their struggles. And we all have, things of value to share and learn from one another. And I know just from being online, I've met so many people that I would never have met. So I know for some people, they look at social media negatively and there are definitely (laughs) negative aspects to social media, but I have personally found more good and better that's come out of being online and meeting people and learning from what other people are doing across the world and across the country and, you know, farming different ways just really opens your eyes and opens your mind. You have an open mind <laughs> to things, to, to be able to see what other people are doing and how they're doing it and learn from one another and encourage each other and build each other up. I think that's the best part of it. Absolutely. And what of your advice that you would give somebody looking to start sharing their story? Well, I think the biggest thing is to just not be afraid to put yourself out there and to be you. (laughs) Like going back to that whole thing, there's plenty of people out there trying to be somebody or something they're not. And after a while, you know, that gets hard (laughs) and you just, you can't keep that up. And that's not what people relate to anyway. So I think big advice is just to be yourself. Don't be scared to be yourself. Don't be afraid of people not liking you. I'm I'm talking to myself because I'm a huge people pleaser. I don't want people to not like me. (laughs) That might sound silly, but I just, I think it's important to know that when we do share ourselves in a real and authentic way, there are going to be people that don't agree, you know, or don't necessarily, don't feel like they maybe don't relate to us. And that's okay, because the more we share a real then we have the opportunity people that we truly can connect with and that we need to be connecting with. So I've had to grow some pretty thick skin, especially in the last year or so, shame online and more on, on YouTube and places like that where the audience is a little different and it's broader. And it's been good for me, though. <laughs> it's 
my skin's a little thicker. That's not a bad thing. I think it's funny that you say that because I've had this discussion before that with each different social media platform, the audience seems to be a little different. And I know personally, when Mm -hmm. I look at comments on YouTube videos, that kind of stuff, I'm like, where are these people from? Why are they talking like this? Like, I'm just used to the Instagram farmers <laughs> where everybody's just happy to be with one another and encouraging each other. So exactly. Yeah, right. The thick skin thing. Even Twitter, I would say. I'm I'm new to Twitter. I don't oh, understand yeah. it. So <laughs> Yeah, no, Twitter's a whole different world as well. And it kind of it, it all seems to be kind of cyclical too. I used to really enjoy Twitter and to me it's become more of a negative place lately. So I'm definitely on Instagram more. Because like you say, I feel like that's my happy place. <laughs> Like, okay, we could be happy here. We could be an encouraging encouragement here. And I've learned like on YouTube to just kind of laugh that stuff off because I don't know, sometimes you you put stuff out, you don't necessarily ask for someone. They feel like they need to give (laughs) like a bad mother-in-law or something. I don't (laughs) don't know you, I wanted to look at that. um, Yeah, sometimes people just feel the need to enter where it's not necessarily needed or even asked for and you just have to roll on people will be people exactly and i i've come to the terms and understanding that people that just aren't your people and if they don't like you for whatever reason that's fine they could unfollow or they can leave their nasty comments and we all move on so i am happy exactly it's okay towards cracks and repel yeah jenna kutcher do you follow her do you know i'm talking about yeah she talks about that repelling people and attracting people and i always try to remember that it's okay to repel some people yes (laughs) those people are not not your people right well i'm happy that you sharing with your people and that the mean people haven't scared you away so (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) now i'm here i plan on here as long as people listen and and engage and you know share back for sure have you been loving the rural woman podcast are you wondering how you can support the show well friend i'm happy to announce that i've recently joined patreon what is patreon well it's a membership-based platform that provides a simple way for you to contribute to the rural woman podcast every month and get exclusive rewards in return memberships start as low as two dollars a month Seriously, that's less than your grande, skinny, extra hot caramel macchiato with whip. Wondering what the rewards are? Well, they include promo codes for Shop Wild Rose Farmer, draws for the Rural Woman Podcast merchandise, shoutouts on the show, and more. Your financial support of the Rural Woman Podcast will help make it possible for the stories of women in agriculture to continue to be shared. So head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to find out more information about how you can become a patron through Patreon. So what do you think is the most rewarding part for you being a farmer and a farmer's wife? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think one thing I've learned to, one thing I've learned is that this farm life is certainly not you know, as romantic as a lot of people have <laughs> a lot of times as it's portrayed online and in some aspects as people portray it. But, and it can be hard and there are definitely struggles. It can be depressing and it can be challenging. But the rewards for us of raising our family in this, are raising our family in this environment and, 
get to see the good and the bad and the hard and the cycle of life through plants and through our animals and our crops and being able to raise our kids here makes it worth it. And they're, they're learning the joys of hard work and putting in effort and, you know, reaping the rewards from that. And that for me, that's the biggest thing is being able to raise our kids here and and hopefully what they're going to be able to take with them out into the world and reciprocate through what they're learning here. And I just learn, I don't know, I feel like every day I'm learning something new from the farm and from farm life. And God just opens my eyes to something else and be able to put it, you know, shows me something else that I haven't thought about before. So Every day is a learning experience on a farm. For sure. <laughs> and there are struggles. And we're, we're now with some weather issues, not nearly what some other country are, but you know, and I watched my husband, I watched him get down and depressed and struggle, but he plows through. That was a bad pun, but he plows through it. I'm the queen of bad puns. He keeps going. And, uh, they, you always hear the farmer is the eternal optimist. And in so many ways, that's true. Because he's like, you know, well, it, yeah, it's bad now, but I remember 93 or, you know, whatever. We made it through. If I made it through that year, we'll make it through this. So it's kind of just going getting through those struggles and coming out on the other side stronger than you were before you before you start for sure and I think farmers and ranchers are basically the eternal optimists of this world <laughs> they keep on yeah, going no I, matter I how many a lot of truth. that's right yep it's in there just in their blood so Meredith, I just want to thank you so much for taking time to chat today. We we had our technical difficulties, but we made it through. I'm I'm pretty happy about that. So. <laughs> okay, um, good. Me too. I hope I hope, got, I hope it works for sure. So for the listeners, if they would like to connect with you after the show, where they find you? Yeah, you can find me online basically everywhere at this farm life. So Instagram at this farm life, this farm life Facebook page. Twitter, This Farm Wife, and YouTube, This Farm Wife. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. And I'd love to connect if we aren't already connected. That's great. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. And I can't wait to continue to connect with you online. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> it was fun. Hey, have you been over to shop Wild Rose Farmer lately? There are so many new great t-shirts, tank tops, stickers, and more. There's even official Rural Woman podcast gear now, including great t-shirts and hats. Feel good knowing when you're shopping on Shop Wild Rose Farmer, you directly support the Rural Woman podcast. And don't forget, members of the Wild Rose Farmer community save 20% off their first purchase. So head on over to wildrosefarmer.com for all of the details. And happy shopping, y'all! Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at wildrosefarmer. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.